Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cover. I am your host, John Robb, joined here by my wonderful co-host, Jeff Ayers. Jeff, how you doing? Doing great. Um, it's starting to snow here where I am, which is unusual, so it's a little freaky. But other than that, hey. Uh, hey, you know, well, uh, the weather isn't changing, man. Uh, I, 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 you know, we're, we've been cold here in L.A., and then it's been warm, and then it's been cold, and so I don't know. I can't keep up with it. I'm just, like, going day to day. But, hey, want to remind everybody that all of our um, shows are brought to you by Suspense Magazine, so make sure you visit suspensemagazine.com for more information on what we got going on. And we have a very exciting show for you tonight because we are going to be speaking here with best-selling author C.J. Box for the first time on the show, and he is going to be talking about his latest Joe Pickett novel, uh, which comes out on March the 2nd, called Dark Sky. So are you ready, Jeff? Oh, I am. I'm a huge fan. This is exciting. Yeah. So, CJ, hey, we want to thank you so much for coming on. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's uh, I'm in Wyoming, southern Wyoming, on our ranch, and it's snowing outside here, too. And But thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Great. Yeah, you guys can keep your snow right where it is, and I'll keep my stuff right where I'm at. So, yeah. <laughs> no. But, you know, and that's kind of funny because, uh, you know, the name of your latest book is called Dark Sky, and it's the latest in your, uh, you know, very famous uh, and the best, you know, Joe Pickett series. So can you give us a little bit about what you got going on this time? Sure. Um, I would, this, is, this is the 21st Joe Pickett novel, which um, always amazes me to say because I never knew that there would be a second one. No. But um, it, I, I, really, I really wanted to kind of strip this one down to the studs and, um, you know, kind of put Joe Pickett uh, really um, front and center and also – put him in a situation where um, he has to use his wits and his wilderness skills. And um, what happens is he is tasked by the governor of Wyoming to take a high-tech mogul, uh, social media mogul, elk hunting, because this mogul wants to experience everything there is every year. And he's just, you know, gotten interested in the idea of, you know, procuring all of his own food and doing it all by himself. He's very eccentric, and he shows up with his um, entourage in Wyoming, and Joe Pickett takes him into the mountains, and almost immediately everything turns around. They realize that um, somebody is hunting them, and Joe gets into a situation where um, snow is falling, he has no weapons, he has no no way to communicate, um, and people are after him. And so the, the the novel is basically very kind of old west um, survivalist tale uh, with a you know kind of a weird high tech backstory, and um, I, I I think it's one of my favorite ones. Nice. Well, I, I'm curious um, how because this is the 21st one, how do you keep things uh, organized and straight as you go along? Well, I, I, I make mistakes at times, but, um, you know, I, I luckily have um, a series of readers that consist of my three daughters, my wife, and my agent, um, who, <laughs> they get the manuscript first whenever I'm done, and they're better at, than I am at saying, you know, <laughs> well, you know, two books ago you said this business was on Main Street, and now you say it's on First Street, and why did you change, why did you change that guy's eye color, and that kind of thing. So they catch a lot of things like that, when I, and I'm grateful that they do. Oh, that's so nice, yeah. That's so cool. Um, so I have to say, and I'm sure you hear this from a lot of your readers, 
Nate. I love Nate just as much as I love Joe. Could you talk a bit about Nate? And, of course, I'm assuming uh, for people who are listening to this that Nate is going to save the day or at least try and help save the day this time. He is going to try to help save the day, but there's a secondary story going on throughout this novel with Nate and his new apprentice who's shared in Pickett with Joe's Pickett's oldest daughter um, that involves... um, Nate's being encroached upon by a younger, tougher, more ruthless kind of outlaw falconer um, that I'm not going to reveal anything, but that really challenges him in a way that Nate's not expecting. And um, that's all I'll say about that. But he's in this book. He does come in. He does play a role, but not the kind of role that he has in in some of the previous books, because this is very much a Joe Pickett on his own book. So, I would say that you, Craig Johnson, and Revis Wortham are my three favorite. I, and I guess we would call this what, like a western thriller, correct? Something like that. Yeah, I, it, yeah. in a way, yeah. I never really think of the labels. Um, I never really think is this book right. a mystery? Is this a thriller? Is this a police procedural? I just kind of think of them all as kind of, you know, contemporary westerns in a way. Um, and I always have. Um, right. the, the fact that it's set in Wyoming kind of mm-hmm. somewhat determines how the story is going to go because um, Joe Pickett's a game warden. It's all there's a lot of outdoor stuff and action and um, you know a lot with weather and um, he is not necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer when it comes to you know police procedure, but mm-hmm. he muddles through um, just about always. Well, and that was kind of like my question, because the one thing, the, the one common thread that I think that all three of you have is, is that you're able to set an environment in a time when, you know, technology is like running rampant. You know, I mean, you, you, can, you can look up your phone anywhere, you can find anything you want in a matter of seconds. But in the books that you write, and the books that like Revis and Craig write with Longmar too, is that the, the setting and the story, though, it almost makes you forget that you're in, um, I guess you want to say, modern day. Is that a challenge, or is that something that you think about when you're writing to put the reader in that kind of situation? It is. In some ways it's easier, I think. In some ways it's harder. But, you know, I think if I just try to make it as authentic as possible and where – where I live, it's not too many miles from the little ranch we're at, where there is no cell service, and mm-hmm. it certainly isn't in the mountains. Um, all those kind of things that, you know, the cops use and um, that are you know, so big in thrillers and um, sometimes, you know, just can't be done. And that was one thing I, I wanted to do that in, on this book, sort of on steroids, and that is take away everybody's phone, take away their GPS, um, you know, their satellite phones, put them in a place where they have to just use their wits, and that's it. You know, and I think you're the perfect person to ask my next question to because you, you, you're, you're living it, and you live in it, and you write about it. So, Because I saw the show Yellowstone. I don't know. Did you see it? Yes, yes, I've seen okay. it. Okay. Now, I thought that seasons one and two I thought were very good. I thought season, season three was really, really done poorly. But my question is, is that, When you were looking and and watching the show, what did you think of it in terms of, not not story and plot, but of what I just asked as far as creating that still 
old-fashioned Western feel, but everything around them is all technology-driven. Right. Well, um, I, have my, I have my quibbles with it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, my wife and I felt compelled to watch it because everybody we knew was. So we were Me all, too. Everybody was like, you got to see it. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'll see what it's like. <laughs> right. And, and there are certainly um, some, uh, I'll call them tributes, not rip-offs, as opposed to my books that appear mm-hmm. in that one. Um, but it, it, overall, I mean, it, it, I think it's hard to tell a story. Um, authentically, I think it's gotten a little bit better at that, um, and I, the setting is certainly fantastic. And I mean, it reminded so, me of Dallas. I yeah, was literally like, "This is Dallas." Oh, who shot Jr. is where this is going to end, and that's exactly yeah, what happened. That aspect, I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This is turning into Dallas," and Dallas was great, and I loved Dallas. Watched every single episode, and I love them. But that was a different thing. So I was curious because, I, you know, you live in the area and this and that, so I just wanted to hear about what you thought about the authenticity of the show. Well, I yeah. think it's, in, in, a, in some ways it's gotten a little bit more authentic because they were, um, my understanding is they were, the production was kind of forced to spend the entire year in Montana mm. um, just because of COVID. And I think by being there the entire time, um, a little bit more authenticity just bled through. Um, not so much in the plot, but in the settings. Yeah, okay, yeah, not the uh, plot. <laughs> the other I don't know if you thought, Worst Jeff. places to be stranded. Um, Jeff, did you, did you watch the show? I, I tried. I'm not a big fan of Kevin Costner, okay. honestly. So, so I like Kevin Costner. I just thought the third season was really bad. Okay. It was, um, the, well, it was the highest rated cable show in the country. It was. I, I saw that, yeah. Just streaming um, on Peacock. Well, since we're talking about television, I got to bring up Big uh, Big Sky, which is based on your book, The Highway. Mm-hmm. Right. How did this come about? Well, it, it's actually um, David E. Kelly, who is a great person to work with because he's yeah. so Master. creative and so he's such a big time name in in Hollywood that. Uh, anyway, he contacted me about five years ago. He'd read The Highway. We wanted to buy it and try to you know, do a te- television show at, on it. And then subsequently um, got the rights to all of the other books that are not Joe Pickett books, meaning Back of Beyond and um, uh, Paradise Valley. Uh, the most recent one is The Bitter Roots. And so anyway, so he, he basically bought the Cassie Duell character and all of those books. And it came about, oh, it, it, it was originally going to be on the Epics Network, um, EPIX, which I was yep. not familiar with. And then something happened there, and then all of a sudden, um, I think in January or February of last year, he called and said ABC just did a straight-to-series straight to order, meaning no pilot, no anything, it's going to be on the air. So wow. they were scrambling. Um, and they started with the book The Highway, and uh, they're up to episode eight of that. And then they're going to um, move on to the the Bitterroots storyline to conclude the year. But so it's been kind of unreal to see it. Um, it's it's like their number one show now, and it's doing really really well. Um, it's it's kind of unreal I would think to it'd be renewed on the screen. What's that? I think it'll be renewed for sure. Well, I. I think unless some kind of weird thing happens, I think it probably will be. They they ordered more episodes, so it went from 10 episodes to 16 mm-hmm. this year. And then um, 
you know, I'm not day-to-day involved with it, but um, I see the things that, you know, the, the tweets out and the, the ratings on it, and it's doing extremely well. So I would think Great. it would likely be renewed. Great. Well, I certainly hope so, and it would be nice to see the other books in the series covered as well, um, which, which, of course, leads to my next question. Um, are we going to see Pickett on the screen? Well, um, I keep saying watch this space because um, it, it, whenever I'm asked, like on Facebook or Twitter, so there there is um, likely to be an announcement within the next few weeks, probably, on a Joe Pickett television series. And um, it, it's that's been in that the work or streaming platform. Uh, I can't. I'm not going to say. They've actually not been saying anything. <laughs> I mean, but there's a tons of networks and tons of streaming. So it's not like I, I was just curious if it was going to be like a streaming, like we're going to do, do like all ten episodes and you can see it at once, or just like a network thing. That Sorry, I curious. don't know. I don't think so. Um, okay. But uh, they've already, you know, they've opened offices. They're hiring people. I think they're just auditioning, and I don't think I think they want to make an announcement once they have, um, you know, a lead actor, mm-hmm. and that's going much slower. Everything. You know, I'm not. I'm new to this entertainment stuff, but I do know that um, the whole COVID situation has just put everything on its ear. Um, oh yeah, made everything made it weird. Um, so I, I'm waiting to hear as well. So when they contact you, awesome. and so so when your agent contacts you and says, you know, David, you know, David Kelly wants to buy the rights. Now, of course, the first thing in your head is like, wow, that's fantastic. But do you ever stop and think and say, hey, you know what, maybe. Did, did you ever be like, you know, maybe I want to kind of be in control of the character, though, because sometimes you see how characters are taken out of the book and they're put into something, let's just say Charlene Harris and True Blood, I mean, totally a different scenario mm-hmm. than what the books are. But were you, did that ever cross your mind, or did you didn't even think about something like oh, no, that? Of course it did. But, you know, the thing is, I think you have to trust the people who are doing it. You, you know it's going to be different there's going to be elements introduced that aren't in the books there's going to be people cast who you don't you you think would be the last person to play that role Mm -hmm. um i know all that going in and we knew my wife and i both we've had the opportunity for example to to uh you know kind of green light a joe pickett show a few years ago but the people in charge of it um we could tell from the very beginning we're just going to take it and run with it on their own you know, basically use the characters and do their own message. Just the name only, make but it, have nothing to do with the books and right, make it make not it look very, good. Very, yeah. uh, I thought, political. Um, oh. And we were able to get out of it, uh, and we did. Oh, good. But when, uh, w- you know, w- when when David Kelly came calling and he, we talked about the books, and he, he likes working with writers. He, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he thinks of himself as a writer, and... Um, He's really good, and he's very successful, and I thought if you're going to take a chance with somebody, he's the guy. And uh, so far, so good. Nice. Nice. So awesome. And yeah. he's, he's working right now. I, t- I talked to the production people today. They're, they're going to get a uh, Michael Connolly Lincoln Lawyer show off the, you know, uh, on Netflix going. And, you know, oh. that's, that's another example of David E. Kelly reaching out to Michael Connolly and a well-established author and saying, let's, let's make your series come to life. And for, for an author, there's nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. So what is the number one thing that excites you the most when you sit down to write a new book? 
Oh, you know, um, I always start with with a, an issue or a theme, usually contemporary, maybe resource based, energy based, um, some kind of controversial subject that, even though I'm talking about a game warden, that I can research. And um, I think that's why the books, I hope, can continue to remain fresh because mm-hmm. every one of them has a different kind of topic involved. Um, Joe Pickett's there, but it's all they're all about something else, a different thing. Like this, with this new book, um, with Dark Sky, it's about. I feel kind of prescient, but it's it's kind of about the controversy of of social media and how much responsibility the social media companies have to take for things that happen on the ground due to their platforms, and um, that's a big big argument in this book. And I finished it last April, so. Um, now all the things that we read and hear about and canceling and, and, and that sort of stuff is all kind of covered in the book um, from both sides. So that gets me excited. I like, I like doing that research. I like writing about those things and then figuring out a way, how can I put Joe Pickett in the middle of this controversy in a page-turning way? Nice. So I always love that. First drafts are always fun. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Um. Let, let's. This is a question I always ask, and John knows what the question's coming. Um, am I right, John? You know the question's Series coming. Okay. standalones. Here we go. Let's get into it. Series, series versus standalones. Exactly. Um, we have a discussion about, you know, I like series because I like seeing the same characters over and over again. Mm-hmm. John tends to not be that way with certain exceptions. Right. So I'm wondering, um, why, do you pr- why do you like writing series as opposed to writing standalones? Well, the thing is I've done both. Um, the, you know, the, right. I've written a couple of standalones, Three Weeks to Say Goodbye, Blue Heaven that won the Edgar Award. Those are totally um, standalones. There's been no sequels. There's no intention. Um, the Cassie Duel books, I swore, I kept telling everybody I was not writing another series, even though um, book after book had the same characters in it, because I didn't want to admit to myself I was writing two series. But sometimes, you know, I, I you've, Sometimes I just kind of fall in love with the characters and want to keep going. I never It's never done strategically. Um, when I wrote The Highway, I wasn't ever thinking about, oh, I'll, I'll write another one with, with, with some of these same people in it. Um, but there's just a certain pull. It's not the publisher, although they like series better, honestly. Um, but sometimes it's just the characters, you just want to see them develop and mature and, and you know, get do different things. So I've never done anything strategically, but it turns out now I have two series and a set of and some standalones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my thing is, is that always, you know, those are the TV shows, of course, that are the most popular. You know, like if you, and I'll just, you know, like an SVU, they follow the character storyline a lot more than the, than the daily plot of what's right. going on. And, uh, you know, that, that's the more intriguing part of the storyline is how are the characters progressing. And I'm very happy that Stabler's coming back in the next Law & Order spinoff. But, um, so yeah, those are popular. But for me, I always liked the original like Law & Order, Murder, She Wrote, Columbo, because I could jump in at any time, right. not have to know anything about anything, and I just have to focus for that 60 minutes. And I think, like, when I start reading series, I get lost... Sometimes, like the authors, you know, I don't remember eye colors, or I don't remember certain things and this and that, so I kind of get confused. Um, but my exception with series is that I like to know if they have a hard ending. 
like a trilogy or this is going to be five books or this is going right. to be like Harry Potter seven books because then I know that it's nearing some kind of a climax. I guess that's what it is for me. I guess I just like that ending. I like that climax to know that, bam, you know, that story's done and then you right. move on. So I guess, you know, and that's just my personal preference more. I guess that's why I gravitated to more King and Koontz when I was younger. Well, and I agree with that. I think um, even with, like I said, the Joe Pickett books are uh-huh. now 21, but I, I regard each one as a standalone as I'm writing it. Um, there is a hard conclusion. There may be a thread at the end of the book that uh-huh. um, hopefully you end it and go, huh, I wonder where that's going. But it never never ends on a cliffhanger. Um, each book concludes. And I think that's important because then, therefore, a reader can pick them up at any point and not be lost mm-hmm. and, and not have to you know, be compelled to read 21 books by any means. Hopefully they will, but they don't have we'll to. Say, okay, well, then, and now, now I know that this is going to be kind of like, it's not really picking children, okay, just so you know. I'm not going to ask you your favorite Joe Pickett novel because that's a stupid question. But I will say that if somebody comes up and sees you for the first time and asks you and says, hey, I'm just finding out about you, where should I start? Do you, do you say... Start with the newest one? Do you say start at the beginning? Or do you give them a book and say, you know what, maybe you should start with this one first, and then you can go from the beginning and kind of move on? How, how do you kind of answer that one? Uh, that one I usually, I, I usually give them two or three books. Okay. Which, which two or three do you yeah. normally like to give out? Well, um, certainly uh, Blue Heaven, for example, because it is okay. a standalone. And I, I just, you know, I say if you like this book, you're going to probably like all the others. But it's one book. And if they're if they're interested in the series, I say start you know start with open season, the very first one that establishes Joe Pickett, um, because that one still stands up. Luckily, yeah, it does. Goodness, you know, I can. I, I, I love I can, the world building that you do in that book. That's the oh, best part. You. I love that world building. And you know, and I did at, when I wrote it. I wasn't thinking of a series. But I'm just so glad now when I look back after all these books and years that the, the basically the framework structure um, was a, was established in that book, and I never have to regret it. Uh-huh. You know, Joe Pickett is not too old. You know, cause that's that's been a, I know that's a, a issue with with some authors and some series as they start them out. You know as kind of an older person and then as the series goes on they've got to figure out does he keep getting older or does he just freeze in time or what my books mm-hmm. all happen in real time since the very first one Joe Pickett's getting older his kids are all out of the house and that that, that stuff's kind of fun gotcha cool what made you des- what made you decide to pick up the um, keyboard and write open season um you know I was a journalist at the time. I, I worked at a little newspaper in Wyoming. Um, I always, you know, I think if you're a writer, it's just hardwired, you know. Um, I always wanted to write a book. I didn't even know if it would be fiction or nonfiction, but I always wanted to write a book. And as a, when I was working at a little newspaper at the time, I was doing ride-alongs with a local game warden um, to, to write stories about it. And at that time, um, there was a controversy or an issue in Wyoming about the discovery of a creature thought extinct called a black-footed ferret. And what was so fascinating to me huh. is that um, they'd been trying to find this animal for years. There even used to be like little wanted posters around the state saying, if you, if you see this black-footed ferret, call this number. 
turned out there was a whole colony of them in a, <laughs> that were discovered, and everybody who lived there knew they were there, and not one person made the call. <laughs> they wanted to leave the ferrets alone. <laughs> right. Well, and they didn't want, uh, you know, a bunch of interference by different right. agencies. So um, I thought that was a, such an Good interesting kind of New West story that I wanted to put it down as, a, as fiction. And so that's, that was the impetus for the first one. That's, that's hilarious. Did you, ever, did you ever read the magazine when you were younger? Because I, I used to get it. Ranger Rick. Oh, yes. I loved Ranger. It's still out. They still do it. Yes, I couldn't believe I, it. I, I see it in a dentist's office or doctor's office every once in a while, which is good. <laughs> and pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I love that. I love that magazine. So now I, um, the best place for everyone to find out about your work is probably just your website, right? Yes. Um, it's cjbox.net, and it's got everything, the, the tour schedule, all the books, um, now, speaking of tour schedule, of real fast, are you doing uh, stuff um, Zoom-wise, Facebook Live, things like that? That's right, yeah. It's, it's, this is going to be my first virtual tour. Last year, the tour got cut short on March 12th. The last oh, man, right. <laughs> but I was able to do the entire tour, but this year it's going to be all virtual. And hopefully okay. this will be the last one I have to do like this. Now, what social media platform do you pretty much uh, hang out at the most? Uh, I I always monitor uh, Twitter okay. and I answer a lot of readers' questions on that. Um, my daughter, uh, who's read all the books and, and knows them better than I do, manages the Facebook stuff and Instagram and um, you know newsletters, that kind of thing. Same. We have our daughter do the same thing. <laughs> They're better at pictures than wants I am. To do it. Well, they they only give me Twitter because I can only talk so much. So they're like, see, yeah, they then they automatically cut you off. So they're like, that's where you stick. That, well, I just find it you know pretty interactive, um, and like you say, not too long, which is good. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, CJ, we want to thank you so much for coming on, of course. And everybody, the book is called Dark Sky. Like you said, 21st now in the Joe Pickett series. It will be released March the 2nd. And, of course, in any format, you're going to have audio hard, and uh, hardcover, Kindle, all, all of them will be at the same time, right? That's right, all of them at the same time. Awesome. Well, again, and CJ, thank you so much. To, he's got another sky to watch as well. <laughs> another what? On ABC. Another sky to watch on ABC. Oh, that's right. So, the get that by renewed. the way, I named the book Dark Sky before there, there was a title for the TV show. So now I've really screwed myself up once again where we've got a big sky and a dark sky at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's That's snowing. Awesome. So there you have it there, too. So, yes. All right, CJ. Again, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, appreciate the time and wish you nothing but the best. Stay safe. Thank you very much. This was fun. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Oh, I'm good luck and uh, thanks again. Thank you.